And and we we feel that Five Peaks is actually harder than a multi-day race because <laughs> everybody gets there in the morning, right? And they got to pick up their bib, and then they got it, and then so it's just everything comes at you like so fast. And it's yeah, like I grab a couple two bite brownies and a and a drink, and next thing you know the the, the first sport runners coming down the hill, and then you got to do the awards, and it's like, oh my god, what just happened there? Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Happy New Year! Everyone, welcome to Gotta Run Racing Podcast Season 3. Episode? 64? Nice. Maybe? (laughs) I don't know. First episode of 2023. Yes. Make it short. There we go. All right. And what is happening in the world of Gotta Run Racing? Well, we've released Lost Treasure Trail Race on Race Roster, and we've added a 25K this year. Mm. So that'll be in Mansfield, May 20th, long weekend, which typically in Ontario could go either way, snowing or plus 30. (laughs) But we figure it's a Saturday morning, so if you're heading up north, come do the race and then continue on your long weekend travels. Well, we always have good weather at our events. Because we pay for it. That's me walk knocking on wood. Yeah, I was going to say, what is that? <laughs> knocking on wood. We pay for it with our. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who is on the podcast for this third season? Podcast number one, season three. All right. Well, we have another race director, thanks to a Patreon suggestion that we talked to some race directors. So, with the second race director here is Kevin McDonald. Originally from Wallaceburg, Ontario, now living in Canmore. And Kevin is the director of Five Peaks, Alberta, which many of you will be familiar with, the Five Peaks series. He's also the VP of Trans Rockies, which is a multi-day run. Mm -hmm. And he is their director of the new Run the Rocks Moab stage race, which I'm going to be doing in March. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, well, you don't know what you're going to get as far as weather goes. No, it it chances are it's going to be in the 60s. Okay. But you never know. Yeah. Well, I, it's going to be your first stage race. I can't look. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Because all I'm going to be doing is sitting on a rock <laughs> while you're running the rocks. No, you're going to be renting a bike and you're going to be <laughs> following me on the course. I'm definitely going to have... <laughs> A few beers while you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. And we're heading down there with a few uh, of our friends who will, we remain nameless till now until we <laughs> uh, do our live, we're going to live stream, right? Live stream. All right. Correct. So look forward to that at the beginning of March. Here is Kevin who's going to give us the, a little bit of what's happening with Run the Rocks. Or will he? <laughs> Coming up. Thanks for joining us today. Congratulations on the new event that's coming in 2023, Moab Run the Rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're excited. It's uh, I didn't I didn't anticipate it to to sell out that fast. So I think it sold out in like 10 or 11 days or something like that. So it's kind of crazy. That's amazing. So, a race yeah. director's dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's always hard when they don't sell out right away, and then you got to keep promoting them. And uh, yeah, it's just nice. We ordered all the bibs, the t-shirts, all the medals and buckles and all that stuff. And yeah, way far in advance. You don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah. Exactly. You know exactly what you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. 
I'm not sure if I mentioned, but we're race directors too, so we totally get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And remind me, where, where are you guys based out of? Orangeville. Oh, that's right. Yes, Orangeville. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I told you I played lacrosse a lot when I was a kid in Orangeville. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in a small town called Wallsburg, which is near Sarnia, Chatham area. Yeah. So yeah, lacrosse is pretty big in, in that town. So uh, I, I started playing when I was like seven years old. So it's awesome. Uh, it's fun. You get to hit people and it's <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> uh, cross checking and slashing knees is part of the sport, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take, your, take your frustration out, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to more detail about Moab, um, we know that you're a runner as well. So when did you start your running career? Uh, well, yeah, to be honest with you, um, grew up playing hockey and lacrosse. Those are my two sports. So obviously lacrosse was obviously running, but not very far because the, the rink's only 200 feet long. <laughs> and, then, and then I think it was 2000 in, uh, 2003, I was living in actually downtown Toronto. Okay. And I, walk, I walked by the running room at uh, Young and Eglinton. There was a 10K clinic. Yep. And, and so I was living with some buddies and I'm like, I'm going to uh, do a learn to run. And they're like, what? And they're kind of looking at me strange. So we played, we played, uh, you know, beer league hockey in Toronto and, and curling. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to join this 10 case. So I did that. And then I did the half marathon and then, and then did a, then actually did a, my first marathon was New York city. Nice. Uh, Same yeah. with me. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Never do New York as your first. Cause then all the rest are, are horrible. Right. <laughs> Which is why I've never done a marathon since Kevin. Yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so I did Vancouver Marathon and then actually me and like uh, a couple of buddies, we did actually New York City Marathon last year as well. So Oh, you did? Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was fun. With the job, uh, when I was in Toronto, I was actually working for a mountain bike company. So I started mountain biking. Like I said, I grew up hockey, lacrosse, basketball, uh, tennis. So no nothing like biking or running. And then <laughs> So I started mountain biking there in 2002 when I started there and then uh, and then kind of started trail running when I moved out west in 2008. So I lived in Calgary for two years mm -hmm. and I've been living in Canmore since 2010. Wow. So yeah. So I'm very weekend warrior-ish. I've done an ultra though. I did a, I did a 60k ultra Bryce Canyon. Uh, so, oh, you did Bryce. Oh, that's yeah. not easy. Yeah, so, I did Bryce too. That's not easy. Yeah, and my girlfriend at the time, she was way faster than me, and she had IT band issues, and I was feeling good actually. I was like, but I was being the good boyfriend. And I waited. We basically walked the last 10k. Uh, <laughs> I was feeling good, so I got to do another one. I got to do another one. See what what kind of what kind of time I can improve on. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Yeah. Was yeah. that your longest to date? Yeah, that was 60k. Yeah. That's the, uh, I think that's the longest I'll go. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hockey player, right? So I'm 200 pounds. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not built for uh, long distance running. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any stage races then? They're shorter distance. Yeah. You know what? I, I haven't, I haven't done any stage races. Interesting. Yeah. There, it's kind of funny because we started Trans Rockies run in 2007, um, in Colorado. Um, they're getting to be more and more out there now, but, uh, Yeah. Now on to directing. You have a, a pretty deep history in directing events, having been involved in the Olympic Games a few times. What drew you to race directing? To be honest with you, I grew up playing sports, right? So my my initial dream, I always wanted to be like a, a news reporter. 
like a like a, on a TSN uh, anchor desk or something like that. But I talk too fast, so that probably ruled out that. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I did a volunteer, like a four month volunteer gig at the Atlanta Olympics. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of, I was like, oh, this is fun. I, I enjoyed it. Meeting tons of people from all over the world. All the colleagues I met were all like-minded, cool people. And then I got the wheel spinning. So I'm like, oh, the next Olympics are in Sydney in 2000. And I was 20 or whatever, three, 24 at the time. And I'm like, I don't really want to do a real job and get married and settle down. So I decided to go backpack around Europe for a year. I did that in Australia. And I got a job in the Olympics, not with like the organizing committee, but with a event marketing company in Sydney. Uh Mm -hmm. And then we did all the promotion for Samsung and they were one of the big clients. And so I'm like, okay, I got, you know, Atlanta on my resume. I got Sydney. And then I moved, I got back from that around the world trip. I had no money. Living (laughs) with my mom and dad. And then mom's like, well, why don't you apply at the Canada Games in London, Ontario? Because that'd be cool. Put my resume in and got hired at the, the 2001 Canada Summer Games. Wow. Then it just started snowballing from there. That con that was a year long contract that ended, and that's when I got that job as event director at uh, that company in Toronto. It was mm. called Twenty Four Hours of Adrenaline. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we had a big race at Hardwood Hills. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I remember that at the time. It was a huge company. We had like twenty six hundred riders. Yeah. Uh, Hardwood Hills, fifteen hundred in Canmore. So that was kind of cool because then I was, we had 12, 13 events all over North America. I was on an airplane every other week in the summer flying into different spots. So I'm like, oh, this, this life is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just kind of started snowballing from there and uh, kind of been involved ever since, kind of. And then for Trans Rockies, I've been there for, yeah, since 2008. So yeah, quite a long time. Then right. I also do the Five Peak Series in, uh, in Alberta as well. I don't know why, but it's like Alberta has 10 events, even though it's not that big of a province as far as population wise compared to BC and Ontario. But so yeah, I do that. I, I race direct uh, 10 events in Alberta for five peaks. Yeah, pretty busy with all, all the five peaks and Trans Rockies pretty much every single weekend in the summer. I'm doing some sort of events. Yeah, crazy busy summer and then kind of chill out in October, you know, November, <laughs> December, then it ramps up again in January. Back at so, it. Back at yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of five oh, peaks, right. what challenges do you have with between five peaks and a multi-day race? Yeah, no, this, that's a great question because uh, my buddies who work at the stage races, they help me out of five peaks. And and we we feel that five peaks is actually harder than a multi-day race because <laughs> everybody gets there in the morning, right? And they got to pick up their bib and then they got it. And then so it's just everything comes at you like so fast. And it's yeah. Like, and then the, the distances are short. So it's like a 7K to 10K. And next thing you know, we do the kids race. We get them. We make sure all the kids are accounted for. And then we do this. Then we send out the enduro people. Then we send out the sport people. And then next thing you know, I go to the, you know, we have this little finish line catering area where all the foods. I grab a couple, two bite brownies and a, and a drink. And next thing you know, the, the, the first sport runner is coming down the hill. And they're like, oh, and then you got to do the announce. I, and I do the announcing for um alberta so it's like next thing you know they're coming down the hill and <laughs> then you gotta do the awards and it's like, oh my god what just happened there it's just like yeah you got four hours five hours just packed in like crazy right where stage racing it's kind of it's it's more okay we need registration the night before and it's uh people are a little more like it's a little more chill right so right. Chill relax, going yeah. out for five six k they're going out for 15 20 30k right but actually having said that Stage racing, well, Trans Rockies run in particular because you're moving every day. That's the hardest thing ever because yeah. you got to pack up 500 people and their bags and their tents and the food. And 
and the shuttle buses and we had a we have 150 crew members mm. making sure no one goes in the ditch with one of the 40 vehicles that we rent and all that stuff right so that's that's a different kind of stress too right yeah for sure well we have a secret on our when we do our events <laughs> dark glasses don't make eye contact with anybody <laughs> Tunnel vision. Only the short oh, yeah. events. Short events. You're so right. You nailed it. I can't believe how fast four yeah. hours can go when it's a five or a ten k. Yeah. Like yeah. total head spinner. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, though, the reason why I like events is because of people, right? Like that's what I. That's what I like. I like meeting people, and you get to meet lots of cool people. And uh, so, yeah, I probably talk too much to. So my, my buddies joke, they say at, they, at Trans Rockies Run, they call me the social coordinator because I just talked to all the all the runners. And I because I, I traveled all over the world, I, I saw the, everybody has a story. And, uh, you know, I, where are you from? Oh, yeah, England, you know, Croatia, New Zealand. I've been to all those places. So it's kind of cool to have a have a similar connection, right? So it's a good way to get the friendship off to a good start, right? When you visit their country in South Africa, they don't, they don't, they don't believe you at first, right? And Exactly. Like, no, uh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. No, yeah. I you you took off one of the questions that we have for you later, the fact that every runner has a story and it's so inspiring and then when you find out someone traveled specifically to come and do your event, it's yeah. it's such a rewarding experience and we take the time to talk to people too because yeah. you want to know what drew them to your event. You want to know what it was about that particular race that brought them to the event. I think it's so important to engage. Norm was kidding about the sunglasses thing, by the way, <laughs> but it's so true. Hearing those stories or getting that email after the event saying, you know what, that was my first race and I'm inspired to do it a longer distance next time. I think that's what keeps us going, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. For me, for me, it's like, uh, I love to see say, the race happen in August or whatever. I love to see like the next April, uh, six people who met at Trans Rockies Run are doing rim to rim to rim. They didn't know <laughs> each other, and then they're doing all these cool adventures all over the world. And and yeah. and people always say, you know, you meet lifelong friends. And and I know it sounds corny and clicheish, but it's like people say, oh yeah, that changed my life. Going to those events and meeting friends that I didn't have before that are all like minded. And yeah. Um. And then now they now they go travel all over the world and do uh, different races all over the, all over the world. So it's kind of cool to see that on on our uh, social media um, platforms where people meet at Trans Rockies Run or other events and they they hook up somewhere somewhere new they got a couch to stay and yeah you know, that's right Zealand or you know wherever right so yeah and that's another thing why I like people because I never to, I never have to pay for a hotel has anyone you've known that done a five peaks first five peaks seven k and then did Trans Rockies years later has that oh ever... yeah, we have we have this is crazy, but we have people at Trans Rockies that's it's their first trail run ever. <laughs> no. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, so that is intense. And we're, what we're finding too with trail running. For example, I did Ironman in 2013, right? And you didn't really meet a lot of trail runners in during Ironman at that time. And now the Ironman's basically, I mean, it's still popular, but not as popular as it used to be. I think I don't know for sure, but. And now they're like, you know what? I've done six Ironmans. I need a new challenge. Mm. And obviously they can run. They're fit. Um, mm -hmm. They're used to the endurance portion of it. So we're getting a lot of like triathletes now doing the stage races. Just a new challenge for them. And they're used to they're used to suffering. So it's kind of neat to see that kind of different piece of the pie come into trail running. It is. It yeah. is. Well, let's talk Trans Rocky. When did you join the crew again? 2008. 
Trans Rockies run started 2007. So I missed the first year. And then, and then, yeah, I started working 2008. Take us through a typical day in the life of a stage race director from the moment, let's say it's day three. What time are you getting up? Uh, I usually, I usually go to bed around midnight because we have Chillville. It's called Chillville. Oh, and I'm the social coordinator now. I'm not the race director anymore because I just, I just socialize with everybody. So <laughs> we have Chillville. So we have, we have Adirondack chairs, fire pits. We have free beer from our uh, Sierra Nevada so nice. everyone kind of hangs out around Chillville, right? And then, so I usually, I usually go to bed like one of the last people that go to bed just to make sure, you know, all the fires are put out and we don't burn the place down. Yeah. And then I get up around, I don't know, 4.30 because the caters, the caterers show up at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I just make sure they got everything they need. And then I have one of those, I have a sprinter van, so I just sleep in that. And then, <laughs> uh, and then there's my kind of, one of my uh, longtime employees, Chris, uh he gets up at the same time and he turns all the lights on around camp and then uh starts the fire pits up again so yeah and then uh breakfast is at six o'clock in the morning to seven thirty. race starts at eight and, and yeah it's just basically putting out fires um but the good thing about trans rockies run we have a uh solid crew we've had the same crew for like last 10 years so the start finish crew doug and g um they've been doing it for like you know 10 years so they know where to put the start finish and um, Rachel does all the banners, so Rachel knows they order the banner. So it's not like we're reinventing the wheel every year. Yeah. And we have the exact same spots every year. So that makes my job a lot easier because and then the camp crew, Lee and Annette from Ohio, they 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 they're in charge of all the camp crew. We have about 30 people that come work on the camp crew. They just put up and down tents all week long. Wow. So I just walk around and I'm more of like a, I probably shouldn't admit this online, but I'm more of like a cheerleader, you know, than I am. <laughs> I'm just trying to pump the people up. I'm like, good job and keep her going kind of thing. You know, yeah. let's drink beer later on when you get this stuff done. Like, you know, <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep the morale up because it's it's like day after day after day. It's just like, oh, like, this is not what I signed up for to be a volunteer, right? You know, <laughs> so you try to make it fun. And yeah, and then we have crew meetings at night. And then uh, I give out the hard, I, I have a hard hat I bought, I don't know, 12, 15, I don't know, a long time ago. So I give the hard hat award out. Say, Norm, if you're doing a good job on tents, we're like, hey, Norm gets a hard hat and you got to come up to the front. Like, cause we have like 150 people on the crew, right? Right. Nice for people to meet. Cause you'll, if you come there, you might, you won't even meet everybody on the crew because it's mm. such a big crew, right? And then so Norm comes up there and then Norm has to say a speech. Hey, my name is Norm. I'm from Orangeville. <laughs> uh, and that way, it's kind of cool though to hear everyone's story, you know? Yeah. Every night, every night we do that. I do that. And that kind of starts, builds the crew morale and That's makes a good people- idea. People feel part of the crew. And then say if Norm wins it day one, he has to nominate somebody else. So I bring Norm on stage, give him the microphone, and Norm's got to nominate somebody else from like luggage crew or camp crew or catering crew or whatever, right? It kind of turns into a fun little game. Yeah, I love it. That's not the right word, but it's a a kind of a morale booster too, right? Because you get to meet everybody and and hear people's stories. And sometimes it gets emotional and they start crying. (laughs) Wow. They're like, oh yeah, it's pretty cool how like people's stories, because you said you don't you don't know like these people just sign up and they we've had some one kid flew over from Spain and volunteered and wow. Yeah. So yeah, you get people from all walks of life. And uh so yeah, it's kind of cool to hear th- their stories, where they came from and how they found out about the event, why they're doing it. Um, I like to do that just to meet the crew in a more personal level instead of more so we just try to make it fun and we I throw prizes from all the sponsors and Nice. You know, Petzl gives us a bunch of headlights. 
I'm like, if you guys shut up, I got to start this crew meeting. Let's go. We'll get, give you guys free lights. Because it's like 150 people in the big white catering tent. Lots of chatter. So we're trying to <laughs> I'm like, hey, we got to get this stuff dialed in for tomorrow. You got to listen up for like 10 minutes. Then we can have some fun, right? Um, and it's a long day because the staff meeting doesn't start till 7.38 at night. Wow. And they've been up since 6 in the morning, right? It's 6 in the morning. And they're, they're on hour number, what, 14 already? Yeah. Yeah. It's a long day. So, and then... Uh, yeah, the runners typically finish between 11 and 3. And then I'm just making sure camp gets set up because basically want, I want that there, that there. But like I said, the camp crews come back year after year. We have probably four or five camp crew members. Emily, Aaron uh, come back and they just keep volunteering. To, they're like, oh, yeah, we love tents. I'm like, I hate tents. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And this, this is a funny story. I always love this story because I hate doing tents. And then so I just help them put up tents. And I'm hammering away the spikes. And then I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know who this volunteer was at the time. It was day three or whatever. And I'm helping out with the tents. And uh, one of the volunteer, she come up to me and she's like, hey, uh, Huda. I'm like, what? She's like, just go drink beer with the sponsors. I'm like, you're screwing up our system. Just go drink beer with the sponsors. I'm like, okay, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And, and my, my lane's not putting on tents. So I just, I'm like, I got fired from tents. So it's perfect. <laughs> that's exactly what you wanted i was yeah, gonna ask exactly. what's your hardest job as a race director but maybe you've answered it it's tense <laughs> uh, yeah well i think the hardest job is just trying to mesh all the personalities mm. um because we have 150 people like i said all walks of life and so just trying to make sure i stay at the first staff meeting i'm like hey no backstab and we all got each other's back we're all here to get the job done if we all pitch in and help each other's out if, if norm's doing tents and tents are done norm go help luggage we're not done until everything's done. Then yeah. we all drink. We can all drink beer together and have or have a glass of water together or whatever. Whatever floats your boats. I try to create that morale where hey, we all got each other's back. No backstabbing. No like, because mm -hmm. it can get it pretty toxic pretty quick if you don't get that under control. Absolutely. With 150 crew members, right? Because uh, and they're long days, right? So it's not like we're working on five peaks and you get there at six and you're gone by noon, right? Like yeah, it's day after day after day after day, and they're like. Emotions get high because, you know, they're <laughs> tired, they're hungry, and we're like, let's go. We got 10 more tents to go. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so it's like, it's hard. It's, hard. it's it's actually not hard to keep the morale. I think I use my hockey and lacrosse background. I was always like a captain or assistant captain. So I'm used to, all right, boys, that period sucked. Like, we just got you know, outplayed. Like, let's go. We got to get, let's tighten up those chin straps. We're going back on for period two. Let's go. <laughs> you know, so it's, you're like basically like a, a coach for the lack of a better term just to you know yeah. pump them up to get them keep going day after day after day and it rain, it's raining and it's and then it's that's as windy and stuff's flying all over the place yeah hey guys if you like what you're hearing so far then check this out calling all trail runners to come on out to mansfield ontario this may the lost treasure trail race features both the 5 and 10k on the beautiful trails of the mansfield outdoor center as the story goes, the American outlaw Jesse James buried a barrel full of gold coins stolen from a train on his relative's property somewhere in the hills of Malmer. You'll earn your very own coin medal when you cross the finish line. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Now back to Jody and Norm. Yeah, well, obviously you're doing a good job of it because you have the same volunteers coming back year after year. So that that's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it makes my life so much easier, right? Yeah, and absolutely. It's, and, it's, it's, and it's turned into a bit of like a family reunion, all the crew. Like you'll see on social media, oh, I can't wait to see everybody. And then 
I do like, uh, I call it the pizza party. The day before all the athletes arrive, I get uh, I get the fire pits going and in Chillville and we order pizza. We got all the drinks going. So everyone just, it's an informal gathering. And then that way, you know, Norm just flew in from Toronto. He doesn't know anybody. I'm like, hey, Norm, this is Lee and Annette. That's your camp crew boss for the week. And then that way you get to know people before you start working 15 hours a day, right? And that kind of breaks the ice and people get to know each other and they st- you start the friendships. You find out who your people are that you want to hang out with for the week. And yeah. And uh, so that's always a good thing to do that pizza party the night before. For yeah. sure. Creates a bit of a bond. Well, I think we should talk Moab. What What's the origins of Run the Rocks? Uh, well, we, we do a mountain bike race there called Moab Rocks. And so that's been going on since 2013. So, yeah, I love Moab. It's so unique. And it's I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably put on a three-day running race here too. And and uh, I got so busy that I was like, ah, I just kind of kept putting it aside, putting it aside. And then I called up actually, actually all these people actually work for me. They do all the media and social media stuff for me at Trans Rockies Run. I'm like, hey, I just rented an Airbnb in Moab. Meet me in Moab at the end of June. We're going to spend the weekend in Moab just running around and checking out some trails. And then we kind of use some of the trails we use for a mountain bike race. So like day two, Gemini Bridges. We started that course in 2013. It's pretty much the same for our, our running race. Mm. And then we had a good relationship with uh, the BLM. Um, Todd Todd's in charge of the Bureau of Land Management. Talk to him. Hey, if we do this work, will you permanent this, this race? And he was like, Yeah, you guys are good. You guys are good people to work for, um, work with. So yeah, that kind of started it. And then uh, yeah, we sold out in 11 days. Kind of crazy. So uh, <laughs> you yeah, got some big I, names. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't anticipate that. So, uh, but yeah, it's like trail running is kind of a, and I like the stage racing because it's, like I said, you build community more. It's easier to build community at stage racing. And then at a one day race, right? If it's a 50 miler, you know, or a, a shorter race. Yeah. Hey, Norm, what's going on? You're like, I'm from Orangeville. Where are you from? I'm from Canmore. And next thing you know, Norm takes off and I don't see Norm for the rest of the day, right? <laughs> yeah. I might yeah, see exactly. him in the beer garden like three hours later, but that's about it, right? So, I mean, yes, you do meet people at these long, longer races. I get that. But uh, someone someone was having an argument with me about this same topic. I'm like, well, 100-mile races, you don't really get to meet people. Oh, yeah, you do. And I'm like, I get it, but it's not the same as over six days. Yeah. Over six days, you're like, you know, you're exchanging phone numbers and you're adding people to Facebook and you got new, you got authentic new buddies. It's not like, maybe you'll see each other again. Maybe we won't. I mean, it yeah. does happen at some of the 50-milers, 100-milers. I get that. But you're just but in the hundred milers when you're running with someone, maybe you don't running with someone you don't even like, and you can't get rid of yeah. you can't get rid of them. But yeah. you're doing the same speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that happens. Yeah. When I was doing that 60K and my girlfriend heard her IT band, I just started talking to this, this other girl and she got mad at me for that. I was like, I'm just trying to meet new friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you a story. Okay. I gotta tell you a story. We know Eric Darcy, who's the race director for Five Peaks, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, and Eric and I ran Havelina 100K yeah. in 2019. And like Dorm was saying, you either see the same person all the time or you never see them again. You see them at the first aid station and then you never see them again. Well, literally, Eric and I played Leapfrog and we saw each other at every single aid station i'd come in and then he'd come in or he'd be there before me and then i'd come in and by the end of it 
It was like, seriously, not you again. <laughs> and I was giving him heck because he was sitting down, taking the sand out of his shoes. And I'm yelling at him, let's go, let's go. So when this race came up, I was so excited because I've looked at other stage races, but some of the distances were too long, like a bit, a bit too much for me to handle in a day. And like I was- the Trans Rockies, for instance. Trans Rockies would be a bit much or Cocodona. It, it's too yeah. much distance back to back. And when this one came up, I'm like, this is perfect. 17K, 49K, 21K, I can do it. And then somehow Eric was posting it on Facebook. So then we start messaging each other. And now we're sharing a house <laughs> with a few of his friends and we're doing Run the Rocks. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it'll be good. Eric's, Eric's a good runner. Yeah, I've known him. Well, I've known him since I started Five Peaks, which is 2015. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. And uh, do you know Heather Heather uh, Canale? Sure do. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, she came to Trans Rockies Run this year. Yes. And then I was, I, I ran back up the mountain. I was cheering people on and, and she was having a rough day, but Eric stayed with her the whole day. And then mm -hmm. on day six, Eric just went for it, and he was like on the podium for the stage. So wow, uh, yeah, he's a yo. He was just yo-yoing around. He was sandbagging it. So <laughs> like, who's that guy on the on the podium? But he just he kind of he kind of went for it on day six. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good he's a good athlete. He is for sure. But I'm super excited because it'll be my first stage race, and we've yeah. never been to Moab. We've done a race oh, really? in Zion. Yeah. So love the desert. Yeah. But uh, hoping that you're going to post the course soon. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But yeah, I just I just hope for the weather to be okay because it's it's early March. So yeah. the good thing about we were there, we were, we did a retreat there the exact same weekend, and Friday was sunny and 15 degrees it was awesome, and then Saturday turned cold, but it was still like short weather. Mm. So I had shorts on and a jacket. For Canadians, it'll be fine, but uh, <laughs> uh, but the good thing about going to Moab in early March is that it's dead, right? So there's nobody there. Yeah. So Moab can be a bit of a gong show. Like if you go mm -hmm. there end of March, April and May is crazy, right? And uh, I'm talking like you can't even get into I'm exaggerating, but the restaurants are, everyone's lined up and, mm -hmm. and they're dealing with like shortage of workers. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of good that it's early March. So people... They can walk around and go into any shop and it'll be, it'll be quiet there. Let's hope for half decent weather. Cause I know I lived, I lived in Ontario. I know in March we can get some nice warm weather too. Actually, I remember doing a triathlon camp uh, in Tucson, uh, March and the weather was nicer in Toronto than it was in Tucson. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing I'm not looking forward to Kevin is four months of training in Ontario in the winter. <laughs> And it started yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, but the winters in Ontario aren't as harsh as they used to be when I was growing up. Can you share a a memorable moment in one of your events that you've directed that uh, comes to top of the list? Yeah, I think it's for me. It's a, it's a, there's a bunch of them, and it all it always comes back to those people who didn't think they'd ever finish Trans Rockies Run, <laughs> whether it be the three day or the six day, and seeing them come across the finish line with tears running down their face, how excited they were to come across the finish line. And, and that happens every year. And it just kind of, kind of gives you the reason why you do it. And because you people are doing these things that they never thought was possible. And it feels like every year we get, you know, more weekend warriors than we had the year before. And people just sign up on a whim and don't really know what they're signing up for. And <laughs> they fly to Colorado and they're like, oh, yeah, just going to do a trail run here. And, and it turns, turns into be more than they bargained for. And, uh, <laughs> You know, Myrna, I don't know if you know Myrna Valerio, 
Yeah, go go on social media. She's turned into a bit of a social media rock star. But uh, I, I I found her on the Today Show um, like six years ago, and and I was like, oh, she seems like a cool girl. And I and I reached out to her. I'm like, hey, I'll give you a free entry if you can come to Trans Rocky. She's like, okay, I'll do it. But she didn't finish it. She didn't finish. She didn't finish all all six stages. Okay. So I think she stopped after day five, and then day the next year she came back, paid her own way there. And then she finished Trans Rockies and uh, and just like stuff like that, where every day, like barely getting across the, you know, the finish line. We have like pretty easy cutoffs, like nine hour cutoffs. And uh, every day it was like, oh, is she going to make it? And it was, turned into a big thing. And then day six in Beaver Creek, she's running across the bridge. She, she has 100 meters left to go and everyone's going wild, right? Here and everyone like, so just not <laughs> the stories like that that happen every single year, every single stage. Yeah. Uh, and then we I also do this thing too. It's uh, one of our sponsors, Goo, the energy gels, shoes. So I, I call it the Goo Mountain Hero of the Day. Mm-hmm. So I go on stage and I, I have people text me stories. Say if Norm's being a good boy on, on the trail and, you know, you and Jody, you run out of water. And next thing you know, this guy Norm pops up out of nowhere and gives you water, right? So stories like that. So encouraging people to help each other out on the trail. Yeah. Uh, it's a long, it's a long week, long days. So that, that turns into a fun little nightly recap because... I got a couple of beers into me, go on stage with the microphone and tell stories <laughs> about what happened during the day. So, and uh, people, yeah, you have so many funny stories that happen, right? <laughs> from the time you get up from your tents to breakfast to the porta potties to the shower trucks, there's just so much stuff that goes on over a six day race, right? It's hilarious, right? It is. It is. And you find out, I like I've been doing it for whatever 14 years, and I find out stuff that I didn't know happened, you know, 10 years ago, last year. <laughs> there's so much so many people right because we have 400 runners another 150 crew members plus all the sponsors you know there's like 600 people camping every night so it's a little tent village right so yeah and i just actually met up with a guy uh for beers in Asheville, and uh i'm like i'm like i gotta be honest with you blake i don't even i don't even remember you at uh, (laughs) but he's like i see see you're in Asheville. let's go for a beer and i'm and i'm like uh looking at social media just to make sure what i'm looking for (laughs) but you said you said beer okay let's go yeah and then then, but this is why this is what makes trans rocky special because he came by himself He, he just came by himself and he put on the forum that he wasn't going to come because he had COVID like a month before. And then oh. people were like, no, just come and hang out, volunteer. And then he goes, I'm so glad I came. I met like so many cool people. <laughs> and I'm already like finding adventures with these new friends I met at Trans Rockies. And uh, stories like that, that just, it happens all the time, year after yeah. year. And in a world where, where, where I feel like we're kind of divided, it kind of brings humanity back to, you know, where yep. it should be. And everyone's kind of helping each other out. Kind of Absolutely. making sure they get across the finish line. What advice would you give to someone who's listening that would like to try a stage race? Yeah, it's uh, for me personally, I'm biased with stage races, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, um, you know, obviously you got to, you have to train. You just can't show up and uh, expect to get through it. It's like when I was doing Ironman, I, was, I didn't want to just, everyone's like, Kev, you got to start training. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And, like, <laughs> and, uh, and I did train a lot. I like lost like 20 pounds. I didn't want to, I wanted to enjoy the experience, right? So mm-hmm. first and foremost, foremost, you obviously you want to train and be prepared as much as you can so you have a better experience. You don't want to be out there and you know hurting or um not in shapes. Um that's the first thing of advice. And the second thing is uh is uh, yeah, just have an open mind. There's people from all walks of life, tons of diversity now and um coming to trail running and uh yeah. You're gonna meet your you're gonna meet like uh what's what's my friend said the other day he goes oh i finally met my people you know <laughs> <laughs> and so you kind of you know, like you, 
you always search for those buddies that you know that'll turn into lifelong buddies. Yes. And then and, and it's kind of the same demographic, the same kind of social economic background, and and it's kind of just kind of everyone's out there. We have like doctors and lawyers and big wigs <laughs> from Manhattan who've never slept in a tent and they just, they just want to be normal people and uh, <laughs> embrace you know, just, it. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's actually, actually it's funny because I became good friends with one of the doctors in New York city. He's since moved to Colorado Springs, but he, he, he did trans Rockies run the first year and then next year recruited a bunch of people. And actually this is going to sound crazy, but they would practice camping. So they would, they would, they would drive North of the city to Bear Mountain or some campground around there. Cause some of these people have never slept in a tent before. So wow, yeah. So they would they would go actually sleep in a tent. <laughs> this is roughing it for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's kind of what I like about Trans Rockies because I always tell people I don't care what you do, how much money you make, or you're here to have fun, and we're all yeah. we're all the same for the next six days, and let's yep. just go. No drink egos. Some beers, run some. <laughs> yeah, no egos. Yeah, we don't care, right? So I I say that on my speech every year, right? We don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, you know, we don't care what you, <laughs> you know, what you think. Let's just go have fun and be open-minded and let's just, let's try to get everyone to the finish line of Beaver Creek. Yep. That's awesome. It yeah. sounds amazing. <laughs> what do you do in your off season? Uh, well, I'm, I, I obviously still work, but I don't, I don't work as hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I always go home to see my mom in Ontario. Mm -hmm. uh, so my, I always, my last event's always the first weekend in October. Mm -hmm. And then I never been to the East Coast of Canada in my life. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Ontario and I did a ski trip in Quebec City in high school. And I have friends that live in St. John's, Newfoundland. And so I drove from Canmore, Alberta to St. John's. So wow. I like to travel, I like to see new things. And it's kind of a bit of a weird thing, but it kind of recharged my battery just to see a new place. 100%. Places. Yeah. 100%. And then now I'm in, I'm in Austin for the running event. And actually, one of the sponsors, or one of our main sponsors, uh, Goo, yeah, uh, the marketing manager, she's getting married in L.A. Ah, so, so yeah, so she gets married December tenth in L.A. So I was like, oh, perfect, and uh, <laughs> I, just crashed the party. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's it's kind of cool, and that's another thing that's cool about trail running, like these sponsors. You know, even though it's like a monetary transaction and there's negotiating that has to be done and <laughs> it can sometimes be uncomfortable. You know, hey, give us this much amount of money. You're like, no, we can't <laughs> afford that. And then it's kind of nice because all the sponsors become friends as well, too. Right. So. Yeah. Right. And then you get now, now. Now I get invited to this cool wedding in L.A. And the, <laughs> and the DJ is from Las Vegas. He's a big DJ at a nightclub. In Vegas. And then her husband is super cool guy. Well, fiance. He likes NFL football. So on a Sunday, we're going to the uh, the football game at the new SoFi Stadium. Wow. Nice. So, yeah. So then, 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 I, then after that, I fly back to Calgary. Well, thanks so much for your time, Kevin. But before we let you go, we like to end our podcast with some rapid fire questions. Okay, go ahead. I, did, I didn't warn you about that, but it'll be fun because you're, you're, you're going to handle this well. Okay. And I, th I think I know the answer to the first question. What's the last concert you went to? Adele. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you see her? I saw that on Facebook. Uh, Vegas. Nice. It was, uh, it was Saturday night. Yes. Was it amazing? Yeah. You know what? I always liked Adele, but I, I probably wouldn't have went to the concert if my friends say, hey, do you want to go to Adele with us? Yeah. But then obviously she has an amazing voice. That's a given. And and, the, and, and I'm glad we saw it in an intimate theater, not at like a stadium because she mm -hmm. was just playing a stadium tour. Yeah, and her voice was was unreal, right? In that little, it was at the call. It was at the Caesars in the Coliseum. Oh wow! Uh, 
I don't know how many people it holds, it holds, but not a lot. Yeah. And it was, just, yeah, it was, it was unreal. Yeah. Wow. Better, like, better than I thought. Right. Cause it, she plays a lot of sad, has a lot of sad songs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brings uh, back memories. Yeah. The breakup breakups, you know, 2000, <laughs> someone like me, that's my 2010 breakup song. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, man. All right. Uh, butter tarts with or without raisins. Uh, I don't like butter tarts. Ooh, <laughs> never got that answer before. Are you sure you're Canadian? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, what else? What else? Oh, yeah, I don't drink coffee either. So that's another Whoa. weird thing. I don't, I don't drink coffee. You don't need coffee. Yeah. You, you're already got that yeah. up personality and energy. <laughs> so where's a place you haven't been yet that you really want to visit? Uh, I want to do that. I want to do Peru, Inca Trail. Oh, yeah. Peru. Yep. We yeah. we did that in two thousand and nine, and it yeah. was amazing. It was amazing. Amazing. Four days of yeah. hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Actually, my friends, my friends from San Diego just got back. After after the here, I'm off to San Diego. I'll go to Arizona, San Diego. I'm gonna go for a beer with her, and uh, yeah, I want to do that. So I got I got I have two continents left. I have South Africa, so South America, and Antarctica. Yeah. Oh. So okay. I, I got to do those. Yeah. All right. I got another question for you. <laughs> if you because you travel so much, if you could go back in time, what period would you go to and why in history? Oh, that's a good question too. Probably the well, I was born in 74, so I've always been intrigued about this the the 60s, the hippie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you as a hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so kind of the 60s era would have been like my mom, my mom says to me when I was home. She, Oh, the '80s was the best because it's simpler, simpler time in life, and yeah. it was very slow. Life was slow, and you know, no cell phones or internet. I find I find that too. That's a struggle personally. It's just you're always you're always connected, right? Yeah. Like, I went for a run today, and I'm like, and I was like taking pictures. I'm like, I'm just gonna leave my phone in, in the Airbnb and just don't have to worry. I, I I could turn it on airplane mode. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't be disciplined. So I'm like, I'm just gonna leave my phone and just go for an hour and. And so I need to start doing that more just to shut, shut yeah. the mind off a bit more too, because we're always connected, right? Yeah. And when you're connected, you feel the responsibility to respond right away. And why? Yeah. We, yeah. we, we don't need to do that. Well, I think people want, now they, 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 they know, Hey, who do you got? I know you got your phone. You're, you, I, <laughs> you're on Facebook. I see you on Facebook <laughs> and they know, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's eight o'clock. I don't want to talk about stuff. I just want to chill out right now. Right. Yeah. That's a bit of a struggle. I can, I can see you in, in, at Woodstock, the original one. <laughs> yeah, Having yeah. a time of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd right be in, right yeah. there beside you. I, I would be right <laughs> beside you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. no, yeah, it's just, uh, just a just a fun like I don't know. I just felt felt like the world was very cohesive and fun and yep. yeah, much you simpler. All the, all the outside noise all the time, right? Everyone just uh, did what they wanted to do, right? Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, and, and enjoy the rest of the running event. And we can't wait to see you uh, in Moab. Yeah, I'll see you soon. We'll be there. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me on, and uh, play safe in the snow in Toronto. Absolutely, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, thank Kevin. All right. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Right. Have a good one. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. He was a lot of fun. So much energy. Yeah, love I love like, it. I like energy. Yeah. Looking forward to that race. Looking forward to meeting him and the crew. And he has lots of stories after how many years of directing? 12, 13? Yeah, both that. 14? From, from, 14. <laughs> from five peaks <laughs> without able to breathe. 
to uh, Trans Rockies where he can be a little bit more chill. Chillville. <laughs> Chillville. I want to go to Chillville. <laughs> can we go to Chillville? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sounds like a ball. You're definitely going to be training for this. and I've already started training for this. And I can't <laughs> wait to get there to see you on the start line with your tilted head running <laughs> down the trail. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's the Moab Run the Rocks come beginning of March. That's right. It's not that far it's, away, it's, really. It's coming fast. Oh, my gosh. But it'll get me through the winter. Yes. That's all I need. Get me through the winter. And yes. then you can slog off for the rest of the year. No, I think I already am eyeing up. Because you know what's coming back? No. Creamore Vertical Challenge. Oh, that's right. And I want to cross that one off my list. Yes, I think I did that back in... Oh, a long time ago. 2006? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. crazy. All right. All right, till next time. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.